It is the Week 10 Sunday night edition of the PFF Forecast. We're going to do a little uh, Kyler Murray, maybe a couple of takeaways, and we're going to jump into week number 11. Let's rock. Before we get to Kyler Murray, actually, the Ravens, now 6-3. and three. Same record as the Browns, the Dolphins. Where, All the teams in the NFC West, by the way, except for the Niners. Um, of, those, of those teams, do you think the Ravens are certainly the best? No. My issue currently, right now, like, no. I mean, I think the Ravens would be lined favorites against them on a neutral field but there are a number of things I think that have to be resolved about the Ravens I think that they'll figure it out they're a smart team they always sort of do but last season we got a lot of flack for saying that Russell Wilson was the most valuable player in the NFL and you know one of the reasons we said Lamar Jackson fell short of that mark was that his offensive line was the most valuable in football. Well, mm-hmm. what happens? They lose Marshall Yonda. They lose uh, Ronnie, Stanley. Ronnie Stanley. It's no longer as formidable. Um, you know, their defense is fine, but defense regresses and things like that, right? And so when you look at – I don't think Cleveland's better than Baltimore. No way. I mean, yeah. Baker stinks. I mean, you L- know. Let me read you the six and three teams. But, but Miami played okay. really good defense. Okay. you got and Miami – You've got, uh, we'll start out west, Arizona, Los Angeles Rams, Seattle Seahawks. Then you've got uh, (laughs) the NFC East. If you combine the Eagles and the Giants wins, no, I'm just kidding. Um, The Las Vegas Raiders, six and three. Titans and Colts, both six and three. Browns and Ravens, both six and three. And then the Dolphins are six and three. Mm -hmm. I mean, the thing about it is, like, teams are never as teams are never their derivative, right? They're never what just happened. So like the Ravens are still, this Ravens are part the best team in football, which is where they started the season and part a team that is extremely flawed, which we saw tonight. Um, What two parts of those? I don't know. Like are the Dolphins as good as the team that has reeled off what five, four or five wins in a row? Are they that good? Uh. I mean, they've gotten some nice variants on the defensive side. Of the By the end of the season, they'll probably they'll probably be some combination of. Well, they'll uh, probably be in the playoffs. Yeah, but they'll probably be some combination of an average team and the current team they are, which is very very good. The Ravens will be some combination of the team that they were at the beginning of the year and the team they are now. Right. Okay. okay sure. The Ravens can't throw the freaking football. I, I like. Of all those teams I listed, who has the worst passing offense? I mean, it has to, you have to because I would it say it's the Baltimore Ravens. Baltimore, right? I mean, but but they it, name a receiver on their team. Yeah, but the the Cleveland Browns of. are as bad as the Ravens are throwing the football. Ooh, that's a good take. It's those two. Yeah, those two teams trying to the, the throw Las the ball Vegas down Raiders are a better passing team than the by a mile. The Baltimore uh, Derek Carr was the highest graded quarterback this week, pending review. Um, so, I mean, definitely. But yeah, so. 
Colts, Titans, both better passing offenses. Yeah, the Colts are, again, an interesting one, right? Like, are we coming to another situation where I think the Colts are a really good team from a basic strategy strategy perspective, but not a good play? Like, their plays are not, like, super True. great. The Ravens are kind of approaching that. Like, they're not, like, schematically well, brilliant anymore. The, the Mark Ingram... When you need a when you need one yard and you have Lamar Jackson, you've got to take him off and put Mark Ingram in, in the shotgun. That was awful. I mean, that was absolutely yeah. terrible. That's like, uh, I, I mean, that's like I have Michael Jordan on my team. Let me uh, let me go give Ron Harper the ball. Mm -hmm. You know, like that's just ridiculous. I can't. I couldn't believe that. Yeah, it was it was brutal. I their win total was what eleven and a half. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was too many. People did not like it when we said it was it was an underplay, but sure enough, I mean their passing game has regressed dramatically. Um, there were some things that they did last year that were unsustainable there. Well, can we talk again about the fragility of football? When you depend upon it's the Niners. It's the same thing as Niners too, right? Like when you depend upon a bunch of things to work in unison, the way that they did for the Ravens and the 49ers a season ago, you can't. Like that was the Niners under is already cashed, right? Like the you can't you can't do that, right? Defense is that way by design, so you can't really deal with that. That's why defense isn't what you build for. On offense, like when you build an offense that depends upon a ton of interconnected parts, you should expect regression from brilliance one year, right? Like it's just the way it is. Yeah. I feel bad for Lamar because. In, instead of a receiver, he got Patrick Queen and J.K. Dobbins in the first two rounds. That kind of sucks. Yeah, um, they really are bereft of. of it, it just again, it goes talent. to show. It goes to show that you can't have enough players at that position. And people, you know, were giving us a decent amount of flack for saying that, and for you know getting and you know to a certain degree, the same thing's true about Kansas City. It's just that their team doesn't like both of those teams pick running back, linebacker, first two picks, and. Like, and, of course, the Kansas City's are dramatically impacting the Yeah, team. and actually Kansas City's offense hasn't been as good this year. Like, right. they're, they're buoyed by the fact that they're, they make one big bet, and it hits most of the time. The Ravens make a lot of tiny bets that all need to hit for their offense to be as good as it was a season ago, and some of those have not hit, starting with Marshall Yonda's retirement. But, you know, mostly the fact that, you know, when they won the Super Bowl in 2012, they, like, had, they had Anquan Bolden, right? The Niners had Anquan Bolden. They were really good in that type of offense, too with Greg Roman. They don't the who when when Lamar Jackson drops back to pass and needs 8 yards, who's he throwing it to? Mark Andrews. But he's not, but Mark Andrews can't do much other than these layups that you get I mean, on play action. That was my point. It's like yeah. if Mark Andrews is your go-to guy, may God be with you. Let's talk about another 6 and 3 team real quick because there were and and rightfully so, people were excited about the Kyler Murray Hail Mary or as you called it the Hail Murray. It was an amazing play. I mean, he the way he eludes, uh, Ian brought this up, Ian Hart, it's, it reminded him of uh, the Rodgers play um, in Arizona, interestingly. Uh, the way that Murray evades the rush is actually able to throw that pass in the field of play. And then the fact that DeAndre Hopkins just turns into God for 10 seconds and makes that catch. But then all of a sudden, it's like, okay, well, is Murray in the MVP conversation? This underscores something to me, which is that there really are not a lot of quarterbacks that have decided to try and challenge Patrick Mahomes. Aaron Rodgers almost got beat by Jacksonville. It was not inspiring. Yeah. Uh, 
Russell Wilson did get beat by Jared Goff in a very uninspiring fashion. Some interceptions that were not great. It was it was not a really good performance by him. Um, and Kyler Murray throwing the football hasn't been anything special. But in a season where there's really not a lot, you know, there are a lot of kind of poor performances that mar things. The fact that he is as electric with his legs after dropping back to pass is, I would say, I'll say this, Lamar is much better designed runner of the football, but from a scrambling perspective, I think it's Michael Vick is the only guy that was more electric with his feet yeah. after dropping back and to And Michael pass. Vick was never as efficient of a passer. But that being said, Murray, 17 touchdowns, eight interceptions, 12 big-time throws, nine turnover-worthy plays. Generally speaking, those are sort of where you want to look. His team hasn't dropped a pass in the last two weeks. Like, there's a lot of good support there. And But today, you even had this You had this add-on to his statistics at the end. You only averaged 7.7 .7 yards per attempt. I mean, there it wasn't the most impressive performance I've ever seen from a quarterback. And, like... Are we just anchoring on expectations? We're anchoring on, you know, the fantasy community really liked Murray coming in. He kind of had, so you look at his first few games, uh, 5.8 yards per attempt, 7.5 yards per attempt, 7.7 .7 yards per attempt, and 4.3 yards per attempt the first bunch of weeks. He wasn't the most impressive thing we've ever seen in the world. He has come on and been better. But as you said, like, he's not approaching the play of, you know, he well, he's not approaching the high-end play of Russell Wilson. And he's not approaching the median play of Patrick Mahomes or Aaron Rodgers, for that matter. Yeah, I, I think it's, I think it's indicative of how like, how much Patrick Mahomes is going to run away with this yeah. award by I mean, the end of the season. That that's what I think. Of it. And I think there's a chance that you know some team gets hot and some non quarterback you know is going to get some love there. But um, like who? Like I, I don't know. I, just, I don't even want to think about that. But the, the point is you can love Kyler Murray and think he's awesome and the plays that he makes with his legs are insane and also not believe that he's a most valuable player candidate. Yeah. Right? Like Those two things can coexist. Can we also pause for a second and talk about the impact of DeAndre Hopkins? We, you know, I've gotten a fair amount of flack on Twitter for saying, you know, for example, tomorrow night's game in Minnesota versus Chicago, Justin Jefferson's the real reason why that offense has actually been good. Since they, since mm. they started playing him, things have opened up. You look around the Baltimore, the classic example, of the absence of this thing. Um, but you look around the league and, you know, what's powering great offenses? Well, of course it's quarterback, but besides quarterback, what is it? It's, it's you know, it's the wide receiver position. Well, all you have to do is go to Houston. Yeah, I mean, Houston's, look at poor Deshaun Watson. Yeah, Deshaun Watson, who's playing better than he has ever played before, and yet no they one, are losing games left and right. I mean, no, no one can make plays. I mean, today even the the absence of big play plays from Seattle's wide receivers, you know, specifically being shut down by Jalen Ramsey to a certain degree, mm -hmm. was the reason why they couldn't move the football very well. I. It's 100% why – I mean, it's it's the second most valuable position in football, and people don't get that. But it, it, it certainly has opened up Arizona's offense. And you think about it, there isn't too many. There You can't have too many. Christian Kirk – it's Christian Kirk one week. It's Andy Isabella another week. It's Larry Fitzgerald some weeks. And it's always you get the, the down payment that is DeAndre Hopkins. Like, it's difficult for an offense like that to fail. That's a great point. It was interesting. Um was it uh, the Athletic podcast with Robert Mays? And they had the question of, would you rather start a franchise with Nick Bosa or DK Metcalf? And people were outraged that you would 
pick DK Metcalf. And I was like, are, are you watching football games? Well, and you even look at look at Pittsburgh today. Like, we've been down a little bit on Pittsburgh. I think their schedule's been pretty easy, and it, it doesn't get any harder next week with Jacksonville. But hey. you look at hey, <laughs> but you look at that offense. Claypool was a luxury pick, right? Deontay Johnson was amazing today. Mm-hmm. Juju Smith-Schuster is terrific. Um, James Washington is like an he's like their fourth best receiver. How many teams would he crack the starting lineup on? Right, that's a good point. Uh, you know, and they're eight no, well nine and zero now, and it, there's really no surprise. Big Ben isn't isn't amazing, but they're they're bullying him to some degree. Yeah, receivers that can get open can do a lot for you. And really help you. Yeah, and they even turned Patrick Mahomes into an MVP. (laughs) You love hearing it. Well, (laughs) but even the Chiefs, right? Like, they have 2019, their first draft pick was what? It was a wide receiver. Their defense is one of the worst units in the entire NFL. Probably the reason they don't win a Super Bowl in 2018. And their first draft pick was a, a luxury wide receiver out of Georgia. Like, it is what, you know. No, they they drafted a running back and linebacker the next you know, the next year, but thank God they already had the ring, I guess. Patrick Queen, defensive rookie of the year candidate, getting dragged up and down the field. He went on a nuts soup ride from Damian Harris and then got yeah. roasted by Rex Burkett. Yeah, that 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 um that Jacoby Myers pass was a pretty fun play by Patriots. Yeah. yeah, All right, let's get into uh, week eleven here. Got five five really good games, and I think most of them stayed pretty good through this uh we'll start with thursday night which is arizona at at seattle this is interesting because arizona is probably going to get a little bit of love from the public and seattle is going to get a little bit of hate and probably rightfully so but uh, this is in seattle i had seattle as a four and a half point favorite i have the exact same as you and it is three and a half yeah and i almost i wrote Hmm. down on a sheet that i think we should seriously consider arizona which which goes against my whole we should not overreact to things but yeah like do you have any faith that this Seattle Seahawks team can separate from anybody I don't but don't you feel that so Seattle obviously lost to Arizona the last time they played in Arizona do you think that Russell Wilson has an issue making mistakes like this is this is very you talk about this all the time. Russell Wilson has these games every year, and people always overreact to them. But at the end of the season, you look back and you go, okay, there were a couple, but yeah. then he got it back on the tracks. There's only one team in the history of the league that's gone 16-0, and and there's a reason for that. You know. So part of me wants to totally fade that narrative. Um, Seattle really needs to bounce back. I mean, really needs to bounce back here. They already lost to Arizona. They've lost to Los Angeles, the Rams. I don't know. It's tight. Uh, but here's the thing. I mean, what was the, the who, total who 57 said this, and a half? Who said this last week? Mike Florio said that Tampa Bay can't afford to be swept by New Orleans. So I'm picking them. Like, mm-hmm. I honestly don't care what Seattle can't or can't afford to do, right? Like, sure. I, but the can't afford thing, I, the feeling of success for Arizona winning on a Hail Mary when they probably should have lost that game. And, you know, Seattle, I don't know. It, this I get what you're now. saying. I, I could see a letdown spot here for Arizona. Here's my, my thing, though. Who has, which team has more playmakers? Seattle. Really? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so when I look at it's, this. It's three to two. 
Yeah, but when I look at the other side of the football, I think there's actually playmakers on the other side of the football. Who? Like, I think Patrick Peterson's a playmaker. I think uh, Buda Baker's a playmaker. I think... So you're, you're, <clears throat> you're going to come at me with defense, right? Singular defensive I'm not, players. I'm right? not. I think on the offensive side of the ball, they have an equal number of playmakers. I think when Ooh, you... Count, count them. You have, you have Kirk. You have Hopkins. I'm sorry, who? Christian Kirk. Stop. Stop the 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 You're pulling rabbits out of your head the, right now. But no, no, Tyler Lockett doesn't get to play against Christian Kirk, right? Like he doesn't negate him. Like there are players on the Arizona side of the ball that can make plays, and there are and there are there are players on the other side, as we saw in the Sunday night game in Glendale. There are players on the other side of the ball for Arizona that can make that can make plays. I'm not saying that they can intercept passes. That can you know, yes, sack the quarterback. I, I get that. Seattle is completely Seattle is completely barren, other than Jamal Adams, who did make a play. Don't besmirch the good name of Bobby Wagner and KJ Wright. I don't know. All right. Well, so you're 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 a, a no go on this. I'm I, not laying three and a half with Seattle. There's no way zero percent chance. I think this might get to three. And in that case, I would probably take Seattle. Okay. I, I don't think so. I mean, you know what this sounds like? Uh, I'm not doing it. No, I'm not betting against Russell Wilson or you anymore. Oh. Okay. Let it be known. But here you hear here, Here's the deal. On. Here's the deal. Do you, do you think that Seattle can separate from another NFL team that has a competent offense? Compton offense, it, a Hail Mary is not exactly a repeatably competent offense. The Bills defense is not good, and they had 23 points for the majority of the game despite yeah. Josh Allen not playing. That off. game went over. We had a pit. We bet it last week, by the way. At this time last week, we had it. The game went over despite the fact that in the first half, both teams settled for three field goals. That neither team was stopped. Mm -hmm. They just moved the, they moved the ball up and down the field. They, they had to settle for field goals a few times. The Arizona Cardinals are like who has Seattle stopped for a half of a football game, a San Francisco offense whose quarterback was hurt. Other than that, they really have had zero success stopping an, an opposing offense. So, like, it, it's just like the Sunday night game. If you lay the points with Seattle, you're constantly going to be in this grind, even if they play a really good offensive game. I mean, I didn't say it was one of my favorites. Okay. Right. I, I just move said on. let's move on I don't, but we, you're the one that didn't want to bet me just let it be known yeah. let it be known we'll see how this progresses throughout the week please stay tuned Tennessee Baltimore Baltimore at home Tennessee off a little bit of a longer rest and god they needed it because that was embarrassing um my god just find find me one team that runs more on first and second down it's a disgrace no lines up yet I have, uh, I don't believe so. Let me see what it the, was before. Okay, so the line that was up before the games were played this weekend called the look-ahead line was seven. six and a half. It was seven before the game. Seven before the game. That was my guess. Um, I would imagine that Your guess was seven? Yeah. Wow. I had five and a half. I mean, Tennessee is... Now, it depends upon what your opinion of Baltimore is. I feel like Tennessee and Baltimore are both equally... Paper cowboy, you know, paper tigers now. Whatever. I like paper cowboys better. Yeah. Well, the cowboys suck, so sort of like. A, I mean, this is a revenge game for Baltimore. It is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, they lost in humiliating fashion. I, there are a couple things that I. There's no way you're laying the points with 
Baltimore. There's no way I'm laying the points with Baltimore. I if it's a, do you think it stays at seven? I don't. Right? I mean, they just lost to New England. I think people will like Tennessee. People will talk themselves into Tennessee. Yeah. Yeah. Which means I don't want any part of either side. I'm already talking myself into Tennessee. Yeah. Just Baltimore can't throw the ball. Yeah, Tennessee doesn't want to throw the ball. I know, but at least they have the option to. Yeah. <laughs> they could choose to. It's not like Baltimore can choose to put Antonio Brown on their team. Maybe True. they should have. Des Bryant, why haven't we seen him? Yeah, what happened to him? I Did he not know. play today? I didn't look at the called. inactives or whatever. Let me go right. on NFL Jesus here. Let the team that Jesus beat the brakes off of the Tennessee Titans were the Indianapolis Colts, and they host the Green Bay Packers. Dez was back on the practice squad for this game. What was your take on the Packers? The Packers are the Packers do this all the time. They've done this for years. They played a very underwhelming game against a dog shit team. Yeah, at home, bad weather. The bad weather doesn't play to them because their defense literally does not care about stopping the run. They 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 couldn't be bothered to stop the run if it would they save. No, the they had no Jair. Yeah, they weren't weird. thrown on though. It was just yeah. kind of their offense was poop, and then they they didn't run like they they just man. the and offense. The offense is weird. At the beginning of the season, they had such a rhythm to them. They were throwing the ball quickly, and um, it, the ball is getting spread around. And it feels as though we're moving a little bit further away from that. They I, all, I mean, Rodgers did average almost 10 yards per pass attempt. It was just kind of in this like weird, you needed a deep ball to Marquez Valdez-Scantling to do it. You needed the, you know, I don't know. Like, this game isn't close without the Keelan Cole punt return, though. There, yeah, I mean, there, there was some flukiness True. on the side of the Jaguars. You know, Luton only completed half of his passes. Uh, Robinson was good, but it took him 23 carries. Um... I just, I mean, the Packers are seven and two. Their fans are going to say that that's exactly what they should be, um, but they're, you know, they're just they're just another NFC team. Yeah, part of it though, and this is hard, is because the Jaguars, it's a it's an easy letdown spot. Um, they're also not a cold weather team. They're not like yeah, they're not sure, a windy whatever. team. But I like I don't want to overreact. I part of me really doesn't want to overreact. If Rodgers weren't playing well, I would have no problem reacting to them barely beating Jacksonville. But he is still playing well, Here's really the thing. well. Here's the thing: there's this is. I hate saying like, look. This is going to be a game where the dust settles, and we're we're going to be talking to each other this time next week, saying, "Why didn't we see the fact that the Packers are soft hmm. and the Colts aren't?" Hmm. Like wow, I so, huh? I don't look. I don't like necessarily trading the 13th overall pick and giving 20 something million dollars a year to DeForest Buckner. Hmm. But you look at that defense and Tennessee. Right last week, they Tennessee is a exotic smash mouth. Right, like not anymore. Well, but that's what they want to do. They want to give you. They want to hammer it up the middle with their six foot ten, 300 pound running back. And most teams kind of fall over at that. The Colts, to their credit, Buckner, Houston, all Buckner, Houston, Leonard, uh, Xavier Rhodes, even like they're a big physical football team. So then the question becomes: Okay, 
if the Packers try to come at the Colts with this Marquez Valdez scantling bullshit mm-hmm. and this Devontae Adams, like, let's shake Xavier Rhodes at the line thing. and Which will work. Which will work, but... <laughs> Or this, hey, let's give Jamal Williams the majority of the touches on offense in the first half over Aaron Jones. Like, all this stuff. Like, the Packers, if they pitter-patter like this against the Colts, I kind of think the Colts are going to have them. Okay. What did you think this line was going to be? It's a good question. I haven't looked. Um, I actually said, so the look ahead, so I, I said two and a half. I thought Green Bay would... Perform better today. You thought Colts by two and a half. No, no, I said I said Green Bay minus two and a half. Okay, I had Green Bay minus one and a half. Yeah, and it and is so Colts so people seven. are people are moving here on. Wow, I, I mean, guess it's not. I mean, it's not that huge, but I am surprised. It's not through a key number at all. I am but. surprised at that direction a little bit. I, does, I mean, are you? Do you have any confidence in Philip Rivers? Well, the, the betting markets. I don't. The betting markets overvalue defense, in my opinion. They're so, like, people fact. are going to go in they're and, they're, and they're saying, "Look, they're they have the same logic I had. They just move too much on it, in my opinion." Yeah. I for the but at the same time, like, I mean, you saw what happened against Tampa. It's it's kind of the same deal, right? Like, uh. a physical team comes in and beats the shit out of the Packers, and we realize same thing happened last year. The Niners were a physical, fast football team that had their way with them twice. Uh, the Chargers were kind of that way on defense last year, had their way with them. Like, it, it's sort of a tried and true method of beating the Packers, and I think that that's what people are leaning on here. Okay. I, I can't back Phillip Rivers and a, and a defense that's good. I just can't. But Phillip Rivers has played fairly well recently. <laughs> I mean... Stop. And when they have their weapons, they're not terrible. Fairly well. You don't think he played well on Thursday? Not really. Let me look. Pushing the ball out there. Well, yeah, it's not. It's not. He had a the ninth best grade this week. I mean, it's not pretty. The aesthetics are not great. I understand that. It, it looks like me out there. Although I have a better arm than Rivers does, but like it, it's. It, it doesn't look pretty, but he, you know, averaged eight yards a pass attempt. He only had one turnover-worthy play. He was accurate on 86% of his passes. Like, I mean, that gets it done. Give me Aaron fucking Rodgers against Phillip Rivers' broke ass. Okay. I mean, I don't, I don't like it. But. Well, you won't bet me on it. Week 10 of football is in the books. Now it's time to review the tape and get ready for week 11. That's what we're doing on this podcast here. And there's no better place to get in on all the action than the DraftKings Sportsbook. It's America's top-rated sportsbook app. You need you need it. Go get it. Um, and to add to the excitement of Week 11, DraftKings Sportsbook is bringing back this can't-miss offer. This is pretty sweet. So if you haven't tried, go download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Uh, in the App Store, use promo code PFF. And all new users get a chance to earn a sign-up bonus of up to $1,000 when signing up using that promo code BFF. DraftKings Sportsbook has endless ways for you to bet, from live betting, one of my personal favorites, betting on your favorite players, props, also one of my personal favorites. Uh, and if you aren't a football fan, which I don't know why you'd be listening to this podcast if you aren't, there are plenty of other things to bet on too, like MMA for UFC 255, if that is your thing. Um, DraftKings is safe and reliable. It's easy for you to deposit and withdraw your money, which is fairly important as well, whenever it is that you want. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Now use promo code PFF when you sign up and get $1,000 
Uh, the code uh, is again PFF. The deposit bonus up to $1,000 is only for a limited time. You must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania. Bonus comprised of first time, uh, a first deposit bonus. Deposit bonus requires 25 time playthrough. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. All first time depositors at Monkey Knife Fight that put in at least 20 bucks while using promo code PFF are going to receive a free PFF Edge annual subscription. That's a $40 value for just 20 bucks, and you get the opportunity to turn that $20 into even more money playing daily fantasy and prop games on the fastest growing fantasy sports sites in the U.S. Monkey Knife Fight. It's pretty awesome. Uh, plus, they have some really cool designs. It's a sweet place. MonkeyKnifeFight.com. Use promo code PFF, deposit 20 bucks, get a free PFF Edge annual subscription. Go make it happen. A lot of good stuff going on at PFF. Obviously, all the great content that you can get at PFF.com with an Edge or an Elite subscription, depending on what you like. If you're like me, you need the Props tool, which is an Elite subscription, or maybe you just want the fantasy content and all the great fantasy tools with an Edge subscription whatever it is but if you're looking to get some great stuff for free go check out the chris collinsworth podcast with richard sherman it's every single week uh usually drops on tuesday night uh and it is one of the best conversations you can possibly find out there there's really no other place where you can get the uh world's number one broadcaster and best cornerback all in one place talking football so go download it the chris collinsworth podcast featuring richard sherman all right, we move on to Las Vegas. Viva Las Vegas. Kansas City uh, off by. This is on Sunday Night Football. I have the Vegas Raiders getting 10.5 at home. I said 7.5. Whoa. At 7. What? Yeah. Well, I guess you know who I like. You said 7? I said 7.5. Why? Well, the look ahead was Why seven. I hate, figured our fuck. Why do you hate the Chiefs? I figured the Vegas Raiders would play poorly against Denver Broncos, mm-hmm. which they did for half the game, and then mm-hmm. they put poured it on our Denver Broncos this week. Um, no, I mean, look, I have to. I mean, we have not given the Raiders the proper amount of respect. They deserve a fair deal of respect. Their defense. Stinks. I thought I was giving them respect. With this number, not being 13 and a half. Yeah, but the Raiders, I mean, it's, look, you are so probably getting you are probably getting a value with Kansas City. I agree with that. Road team off a bye. It's seven. Uh, it's seven juiced a little bit towards the Raiders. Okay, do we want to do we want to take Kansas City then? Minus seven? I am intrigued. I'm intrigued. Okay, let's take Kansas City minus seven. I I feel like that's the right play. Um, I also think road team coming off a of buy has value. I also, as much as I think the Raiders are, are, have, have earned a label of at least an okay team. Um, I think that there's well, some, you said something interesting today, which I thought, um, it was, it was weird that this didn't manifest itself in the first game, but Kansas city's defense, despite being bad is at least diverse. Well, they're and, not bad either. Like they're they're not good. Yeah, they're just I mean, they defense. they got torched by the Raiders the last time they played them. Yeah, but I'm willing to uh, let bygones be bygones. And um, yeah, 
I mean, yeah, I just think this number is too short. All right. What is there some sort of like home field that I don't know about happening in Vegas? No. Okay. There's not really home field league wide. What does thank you? What does Patrick Mahomes like? It, it's his MVP award now, right? Like, there's just well, people are still going to want Rogers. Rogers still has a decent chance. W- Wilson now. Wilson's, Wilson's now fighting for a vote. Wilson might Wilson, get a vote. Wilson is fighting for a vote. I mean, vote what right does Wilson now. have to do to get a Because here's the thing. the the it, It's hard to see the Kansas City Chiefs or the Pittsburgh Steelers finishing worse than 13-3. and three. Mm-hmm. So Wilson basically has to win out to finish 13-3. and three. Like, if he wins out and doesn't throw another interception the rest of the year, he's probably the MVP, right? Like, right. But that's going to be hard for him to that. do. I don't foresee that happening. Clyde uh, Hilaire MVP or? No, no, no. Okay. Uh, Le'Veon Bell. Ah uh, yes, Rams. So, uh, yeah, so so let's think about Chiefs here. I feel like that's a pretty um... Monday night next week is Rams Bucks in Tampa Bay. I have the Bucks as a four and a half point favorite. Yeah, that's a little long. Yeah. I had Tampa three and a half, and that's what it is. Juice towards the Rams. Yeah, yeah. Look ahead was three. So prior to the games this weekend, the line was three. Tampa looked pretty good today against Carolina. They let they let Teddy hang around a little bit longer than you'd think, though. So why did you make this th- three and a half? You just didn't have a lot of faith in Tampa Bay? No, I thought, thought that the Rams would lose to the Seahawks. Okay. So then, so then Tampa would be favored by more than the look ahead, which was, you know. What does that have to do with it? Okay, never, never mind. So I thought so look, if the Rams if the Rams had played so like if people thought that the Rams win over the Seahawks was super impressive, this would probably be 3, wouldn't it? I don't see any way that it's 3. That doesn't make any sense to me. I I'm confused by this. I think the Rams are still not very good. I think that look, famous last words. But I do think it's probably time to give a little bit of credit and this is me because I'm the one that's the McVeigh sort of skeptic. A little bit more credit to McVeigh, but a lot of credit to the defensive side of the ball for the Rams. Leonard Floyd had three sacks today. Leonard Floyd was the first player other than Aaron Donald to lead the Rams in pressures all year. I will fade that narrative. Okay. then I mean, you want to lay it with Tampa? Three and a half? I mean, I do think... Three. I do think that this is actually a fairly... The, the Bucks might have the offense to to deal with the Rams. The only issue is, like, they had to move Ryan Jensen out to guard today. And, like... Yeah, I'm a little worried about the offensive yeah. line. The, but, I mean, they had, what, four receivers over 50 receiving yards? Yeah. So the you Rams can't just have, put Jalen Ramsey on one person. But and, who is that other corner? 31 for them today. Played amazing football. Um, I'm trying to remember who. But, like, the, the idea that the Rams are just a couple players on defense might be a little bit overblown. But the Bucks are more than just a player or two on offense. Yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of intrigued by Tampa Bay there. Okay. Uh, the middle section of games. These are actually all pretty bad. The rest of these games all suck. Cincinnati, Washington. <laughs> I put this in here just because of Joe Burrow, uh, who did not look very good today. It was rough. Washington, I had as a um, one-and-a-half point underdog. I had him. I had Cincy as two and a half point favorite. So Washington is two and a half point underdog. It is a 
Pick them. Now Washington is favored by one, and it's moving towards Washington, it looks like. Hmm. I feel like we just take Cincinnati here. Yeah. I The football team, as as gutsy as their comeback was against the Detroit Lions, the Detroit Lions will let anyone back into a game. And, the Detroit Lions are a slump buster, that's for sure. And Cincinnati, the, the matchup was just bad for Pittsburgh. I'm getting back on the Joe Burrow band. Here's the question, though, before we think about Cincinnati here. The front four for, for the football team is pretty good. And and Cincinnati is dreadful on the offensive line. Yeah, but they're, line. Not, they're nowhere near what um, – you know what Pittsburgh or Baltimore have in terms of an yeah. aggressive. That's true, and the Detroit Lions did what they wanted to against them today, without without part. Kenny Galladay. Yeah, and T Higgins is playing really well. Okay, let's think about Cincinnati. All right, next game: Atlanta, New Orleans in New Orleans. Atlanta off by. Oh, it's going to be worried about Atlanta off by. Here's the question for you, because I'm assuming it's Jameis Winston. Could be Taysom Hill. Line's not up currently for that reason. If Jameis Winston has – so this is similar to the Teddy Bridgewater question last year, which is like how many games could Jameis Winston play where the New Orleans Saints are still the favorite to win this division? Yeah, let me look. Or, you know, or be the one seed. So they go – they're at home to Falcons. Seems like a winnable game with Jameis. At Broncos. Seems like a winnable game with Jameis. At Falcons. Seems like a winnable game with Jameis. And then at Eagles. Winnable game with Taysom Hill. Yeah. Well, can you imagine the Eagles Saints Eagles Saints game just basically being Jalen Hurts and Taysom Hill trying to out Taysom Hill each other? Like by then, by then the Eagles have have benched Wentz because he's he's atro- he's an atrocity. It's bad. It's I really mean, bad. Like in the last in the last three weeks, there have been a number of assaults on on you know basic things that we've taken you know as as you know, normal things. And I feel like Carson Wentz's assault in the quarterback position is top five. <laughs> like, and he had uh, Rager back. Things we hold dear. Dallas Goddard back today. How, look, you, you're the, you're the biggest person on appearance here than I am. But if you're going to wear a camouflage arm sleeve, you better not be bested on the field by Daniel Jones twice in the same month. I'm sorry. I, I couldn't He's, agree with you more. So, if you're the Saints, do you just sit? I mean, that's why you get Jameis, right? Jameis is a good quarterback. That's why you had Bridgewater for two years because mm-hmm. Bridgewater's a good quarterback. Yep. Do you just sit him for four? Because then they pay the Chiefs at home the week before Christmas. Mm-hmm. Like, that, you, you finish with Chiefs, Vikings, Panthers. Those are three decent teams that you actually have to probably try against. Right. These four teams... Maybe not so much. So why don't you play Jameis for four weeks? Can you I think you're favored in all four of those games. I agree. I completely agree. And I, what I was going to say is I would not bring – I would not feel any rush to bring Drew Brees back, even if he's 90%. Because, because you do not – you've always been trying to fight the falls off a cliff Drew Brees yeah. situation, which happens every single year. So just play James as much as you possibly can. The tricky can. thing, though, is the only the one by. Green mm-hmm. Bay has the same record as you and has the tiebreaker because they beat you on Sunday Night Football in Week 2, I believe. So you don't you can't afford to slip up that much. But think about it. If you go 4-0 in the next four games, do you even play Breeze against the Chiefs? You just kind of lay down that game, right? 
take your third loss, and then bring Breeze back to gear up for the playoffs. Maybe you don't bring Breeze back at all. Jameis just starts dealing. I mean, look, Jameis looks spry today. I mean, he looked terrible at throwing the ball, but he looked skinny. <laughs> you know, he looked like he had lost some weight, and he, you know, he's laying his burdens down, as the hymn would say. There, um, there are three quarterbacks with a PFF passing grade below sixty. They are. Drum roll, please. Wentz, Sam Darnold, Drew Locke, and Carson Wentz. It is a who's who of disaster. Carson Illegal in a lot of southern states now. Carson Wentz is the only quarterback, uh, just belaboring the point here, the only quarterback over 15 turnover-worthy plays. Uh, sorry, over 16. Yeah, we were talking. He has 23. So what is this line with Jameis as a quarterback? Because it was seven on the look ahead, like before the games were played this yeah. week. Yeah. And, and the Falcons in play, so it's before, really just about New Orleans. So before the games were played this week, I had New Orleans as an eight and a half point. Favorite. And I said seven and a half. Okay, I would say with Jameis that it's got to be five and a half. I would say probably more like four and a half, don't you? So the Falcons so? get a decent amount of respect in the betting markets, right? Yeah. Like they're, but don't you? Isn't there? Falcons off a bye. Don't you think Sean Payton gets a lot of respect for what he did with Teddy Bridgewater last year? Yeah, but but Atlanta gets a lot of respect on the betting markets, weirdly, right? Like I, I understand consistently. It. Given how much money I have <laughs> invested in them, I understand it. Yeah, four, so I think four, four and, and, and a half, half. Five and a half. It would probably be, four and a half would be the number that I wouldn't bet. If you gave me seven and a half, I'd take I'd, lay, I'd take the points of the Falcons. Mm-hmm. If you gave me three and a half, I'd probably take New Orleans, even with Jameis, just because I love pain. Same. All right. Uh, New England, Houston. This is a good game. Uh, in Houston, I have the Houston Texans as a one and a half point dog at home. I had them as a two and a half point favorite. Ooh. Interesting. Uh, what was your reasoning there? Uh, the better, the far superior quarterback at home. Yeah. I just Cam Newton has played well over the past couple weeks. Yeah, he has. And then in fact tonight I thought he played terrifically. And especially given everything. Here's the other thing. I'm not sure if you know this, but Houston is an absolute dumpster fire. But but they suck. Yeah, that's true. They gave up hundred yards to two different running backs today on the ground. Although the Chubb play, by the way, can we talk thank you, Jesus, for the Chubb play? Chubb running out of bounds was was incredible. Yeah, I don't understand how the Houston Texans ended up with such a bad team around Deshaun Watson. I just like it doesn't make sense to me. They're so bad on purpose. (laughs) It's incredible. Yeah, and then they and then they fired their PR person, who apparently everybody likes the one good person. Yeah, they 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 they, Deshaun Watson is going to be alone by himself in NRG Stadium, like surrounded by the one good decision I thought they were going to make was to keep Romeo Cornell for another year because, as we know. Good luck, Chuck. Great movie. Dane Cook's pretty funny. Chiefs fired Todd Haley, let Romeo Cornell be the interim coach for one and a half years. Then after that, they got Andy mm-hmm. Reid, and now here they are. Maybe there's a good luck Chuckism there. <laughs> Romeo <laughs> Cornell is the penultimate person oh, to uh, to sustain success. I feel so bad for Deshaun Watson. I feel bad for Romeo Cornell. He's out there. He couldn't even win his revenge game today. Dude, he punted from 48 yards brutal. out. I mean, it's brutal. What a disaster. Hey, I, at least they have a first round. <laughs> There's just. Hey, by the way, can we talk about how much the, the Dolphins have the league by the balls, by the way? 
You want to move on to that game? Uh, Do yeah. we have a line for this? What was it before? I don't think it. New England. Uh, it is somewhere here. Houston minus two and a half. Interesting. Interesting. It's got to be more like a pick em now, if not closer to in New England being two and a half. Yeah. Which I think means that you got to take Houston. If it These line moves that go like a full, much like the, the game tonight. There is no way that I am taking Romeo Cornell against Bill Belichick. No way. There's zero chance. knows all the secrets, though. There's just no chance. They're boys. Dude, zero chance. Remember Matt Patricia beat Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson is going to ask if he can sneak inside of Cam Newton's top hat and travel back to New England with them. Remember when Patricia won his first NFL game against Belichick? (laughs) Sunday Night Football, your game. What a fond memory that was for Patricia. Changed the culture. They had a long way to go. They had a long way to go from 9-7 and to 4-5 and three years later. How is it? DeAndre Swiss playing we, well. Can we, talk, can we talk for a second? I tweeted this out the other day. I got, I'm, I'm at the same time dumbfounded at the fact that the Lions have lost five games and that they've won four games. Like Detroit should be what? If they beat Chicago and they beat. Uh, who's the other team? How now? long ago does that game yeah. feel? Detroit could be like six and three right now. They could be one of these six and three teams that we're debating. And at the same time, and I watch them play, I don't know how they've won four games. I don't get it. They're the Detroit Lions. There's just no other way to put it. And yet we love them so much this offseason. Well, they will get over six and a half wins. They will. Thank God. Miami, Denver. Uh, What do you have? What do you have it at? I have Denver getting, I had Denver getting one and a half and it's got to be more now. I said Miami minus two and a half. What is it now? You probably are Miami right minus two and a half. The look ahead was one. This is trending out to three, too. You're gonna. We're not betting the Denver Broncos again this week. This is brutal. I'm never betting on Drew Lock. Drew Lock. That they had the game. They were gonna win the first half, and then he. Noah Fant. You saw the hold by Noah Fant, like perfectly, and like the next play, he just tries to fit it in. How do you? How do you throw an intercept? How do you throw multiple interceptions in the same game to Jeff Heath? Like, are we – is this a yeah. joke? And we know the Raiders are not exactly uh, the 85 Bears. Yeah. I I could see the Miami Dolphins and Brian Flores really – Just putting, pounding them. Putting Drew Locke down for the count. The apparently, only apparently he was a little banged up. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, do we just should we lay the points with the Dolphins right now? Can I just say? Can I just say on the PFF pregame show today, I made a statement that I was a little worried about, which was that I believe that Tua was going to outduel Justin Herbert and put put some of this. Hey, Herbert was the guy they should have taken bullshit yeah. to rest. I'm, I'm giving Tua's a, good. I'm giving a, a seminar Friday at a conference <laughs> and. It was about college to pro stuff. And I, I put Herbert as the example of like how to make a projection, right? And I feel like I'm, I'm a little happier now that Herbert had like a kind of a bad game. We, we need to get – so Justin Herbert is a very rich young man living in Los Angeles. Can you – what the fuck is as going on? As somebody who struggled with, his, with acne as a kid. What is happening? You're over it by the, that age, aren't you? I mean, I was. 
And I had bad Maybe skin. Maybe he has a disease. I, but he didn't have this in, in college. It was Stress is what causes breakouts, though. And I we're guess. in a pandemic. Like, he's a quarterback for it's an NFL team. worse, though. He did, though. Look, I'll give Justin Herbert some shit. But I'll tell you what. Came through the back door and got he us did. that the two covers. That's why you bet. That's why. You, that's why you bet on Sunday night slash right, Monday morning. Because if you would have bet the teaser on close, you would have lost it, and yep. you bet it with us on. You would have bet it seven and a half, and we got it eight and a half. Yeah, beautiful. But he only averaged what six yards per pass attempt today. Not great. Yeah, it wasn't his finest. Herbert. I mean, Tua only had 169 yards, but they were kind of in control of the game the whole time, um, which helped. And he made some. He made some nice throws. He had some throws. Where we were like, man, that that was impressive. Um, yes. Yeah, Should we lay the Dolphins here? I kind of want to. Okay. I want to. So right now, I like I can't, fade, we like Kansas City minus one and a half. Fade Drew Lock. We like Kansas City minus seven. We like Cincinnati possibly plus one and Miami minus two and a half. Mm-hmm. Which brings us now to Dallas at Minnesota. No. This game is at four twenty-five, and I just wrote in my notes. Why? LOL. <laughs> Line's not available because the Vikings haven't played. Is that right? Uh, maybe that, and no one knows what Dallas is going to do at quarterback. Ah. I mean, I guess it's Garrett Gilbert, right? No, it's going to be Dalton, right? Oh, Dalton's. God, they suck. Uh, I think this will be Minnesota minus seven. I said seven and a half. By the way, the look ahead was nine and a half. Really? Yeah. People love Minnesota. People they think do. Minnesota's like the best three and five team of all time. Yeah, before the game, it was seven. Before Sunday night, it was seven and a half. So, so people have been betting Dallas a little bit. Do you think that there's any any angle that Dallas now has something to play for with how putrid Philly is? <laughs> if you look at Philly's schedule, like I tweeted well, this out, yeah, but, Phil- who, but they're not worried about Philly. It's it's the Giants they have to worry about. <laughs> they legitimately have like the one thing that Dallas has is a tiebreaker over. The Giants, weirdly. But, like, Daniel Jones is the best quarterback in the NFC East, and it's not particularly close. Have you seen the Philly schedule at Cleveland, at home to Seattle, at Packers, home to Saints and and Jameis, at Cardinals? I mean, you're three, whatever they are now, three, ten, and one by then? I mean, the crazy thing about it, this is another way of thinking about how bad the NFC East is. Daniel Jones is the best quarterback in that division. He wouldn't be one of the three best quarterbacks yeah, yeah. in any other division. He's, yeah. I mean, he maybe is better than Foles. He's better than Foles. <laughs> yeah. You're better than Foles. Oh, I have a better arm. Dude. I, another guy I will not be betting on ever again. Okay. Um, Philly, Cleveland, in Cleveland. What a disaster this game is. This has moved a lot since uh, even earlier today. I had Cleveland as a three-point favorite. Yeah, I had them as three and a half. It is three juiced towards Cleveland. So this is going to get out to three and a half, it looks and like. And there's no way you can entice me to pick. Uh, Either side, to yeah. be perfectly honest with you. Right. <laughs> I mean. Right. That's the That's the tricky thing. What do you think um, got into your head? Baker Mayfield gets an extension, yes or no? Yes. Here's why. Here's why. Sashi Brown, the last person who basically tore it down and said, quarterback, we can wait on quarterback for a couple years. 
like they didn't give him enough time you know mm-hmm. like so he died for our sins he died for our sins and 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 i think andrew barry while very smart quasi also very smart and and you know the the stefanski very smart i think that they will at least bridge it right like could he get a jimmy g deal right where jimmy g's deal is expensive sure but also relatively easy to get out of after mm-hmm. a year or two if not then yeah they're messing up because because again like they if go they, 11 and 5 he's a winner he's still also, eating salad but the other the other issue is is like if you take on a, another veteran so you like sign like uh Jameis. Jameis, Jimmy, Kirk Cousins, right? Like Kirk Cousins could go back and play for Stefanski. Like those guys are super expensive anyway. Yeah. Nick Foles, Case Keenum, like those guys, it's like, uh, fuck. Yeah, you I know. think honestly, you're, you're just hoping that he figures it out. Yeah. All right. Uh, Jets, Chargers. No. In Los Angeles. I had the Chargers as a seven point favorite. I said the Chargers would be 10 point favorites. Whoa. No faith in the Flacco. Chargers are nine and a half right now. Wow. Juiced a little bit towards Jets. The Sharps like the Jets. Have like the do. Jets all year. You can't, if you are a Sharp, you are literally walking around with Jets tickets in your pocket. That's you just, just bet on bad do. teams every you week. Just, that's what you pray do. that they'll win. I am a Sharp, and I have a lot of money on the Jets this week. Um, so technically, I should really like the Chargers here. I, I kind of do. I don't know. The Jets I suck. love the Chargers here, dude. The I, Jets suck. The Jets are garbage. The Jets also the problem is Jets are coming off a bye. There's some like Adam. Like, oh wait, no, no. I should like the Jets. I'm sorry. <laughs> Sharp. I like the Chargers. Here's why. I mean, at nine and a half, dude. This is quintessential. The Chargers are two and seven. They're garbage. Their coach though just got extended. Like there's they're not in like a tanking situation. They have good players. Like, you think Keenan Allen's going to let them lose to the Jets? And Herbert's, Herbert is like a big strike guy. We're talking about big plays here. And other than one game, exactly one game, the Jets have, have been un- incapable of scoring with other teams. Like, so if the Chargers get out ahead of 14 nothing in this game, it's over. The spread. I don't have an argument there. Like they haven't. Jets they, are a very bad football team. Yeah, especially again, Darnold might be healthy by then. Like that would be bad <laughs> for the Jets. Um, Not to say that you should be worried about Flacco or whatever. Like Detroit, <laughs> Joey Bosa can come back. Should be back. Yeah. Detroit, Carolina, in Carolina, I have the Carolina Panthers favored by three. Same. And it is. Where is this? Why is this not? Teddy's hurt. That's why. Oh. Uh, before the game, was there one? Yeah, no line. What? What is it? A knee? Yeah, it's not serious, so he should be able to play. But who is their backup? Joe Brady. Philip Walker. Oh. XFL. Intrigued. He's good. He could be massive. You have my attention. Yeah. Uh, okay, we'll move on then. Pittsburgh, Jacksonville. In Jacksonville. Uh, I have the Jags as uh, ten and a half point uh, dogs. I said home. ten, and it is ten and a half. I see ten. I bet online, but whatever. It's the same thing. Um, 
you like Jacksonville in this one? No. Unfortunately. I don't know. I don't like Pittsburgh, though. Yeah, Pittsburgh doesn't seem like a bet-on team for me. No, I, I still... Here, here's the thing with Pittsburgh. They are, they are a team very capable of making bad teams look really bad. And they're also a team that is fully capable of losing to anybody. That's just the way, that's just the way they're built, you know? It's, yep. And, and Mike Tomlin's a very, very good coach, and they have some really good receivers, and T.J. Watt's amazing. Um, but still, Ben Roethlisberger is a middle-of-the-pack quarterback, um, and they rely, similarly to how we talked about some other teams, on a lot of pieces kind of coming together and, and being, um, you know, all, all being good. So I think that does it. Yeah, so, okay, where are we no going to go? No teasers this week. Well, there's not I'm that distraught. many good teasers. I'm distraught. What there you, really are okay, none. Well, so are we, let's think about possible totals, though. Okay. I think, hmm. I don't think there's any actually, I actually like it. Yeah, yeah I, I uh, Arizona Seattle's 57. That's a sh- that's a share high. It's a lot. Um Kansas City Las Vegas is 55. That's high. I Green Bay Indianapolis 49. I could see that going under. Jets Chargers 47. I could see that going under. Um Okay, so let's think about sides then. So we have Kansas City minus the 7, mm-hmm. Cincinnati plus the 1. And if we're fast, Dolphins minus two and a half. I like those. All right. You can check out uh, our write-up on pff.com. And, uh, yeah, that's it. That's a wrap. Four and one this week. Not bad. <sighs> the only – I mean, we just are really good at picking – We're just breaking our lock of the week We're just really week. good at picking the one. I, and I don't honestly even remember – um, well, we didn't talk about it much. We had the interview with uh, Kevin and Bruce. I think I we're having another we, guest yeah. this week. And and we are, have always done that pick as sort of like a tongue-in-cheek thing. Yeah. Because, you know, having a lock of the week is always ridiculous. But, but uh, we should where be are we at right now? So I, I did this tabulation. We are 23 and 17 on the year, if you count locks, um, which is pretty good. Um, we are getting an average of half a line, half a point of line movement per pick, which is pretty damn good. So, I'm getting half a line of movement per pick. So, <laughs> so we'll, uh, we'll hopefully uh, continue that trend this week. Oh, welcome to the trend zone. All right, that was it. Thanks, guys. Be well. Peace out.